is episode number 93 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Got two topics for you today in this podcast. One of them is going to be reclaiming our birthright as Hebrews in Exile and the importance of that birthright. And the second topic is the issue of Mithraism. Now, if you don't know what Mithraism is, it's the worship of Mithra, the Iranian god of the sun, justice, contract, and war in pre-Zoroastrian Iran, known as Mithras in the Roman Empire during the second and third century CE. This deity was honored as the patron of loyalty to the emperor after the acceptance of Christianity by the emperor Constantine in the early fourth century, Mithraism rapidly declined. We're going to talk more in depth about Mithraism and how it relates to Christianity. So Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go. I always start with, hey, Sean. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to introduce a new term. What? Called Ambassador Holman. You oh. see how much gravitas okay. that has. Okay. That's a represent. That's a representant of a of a of a country of a nation of people. Well, now you're messing me up. <laughs> because, but no, it's true though. Yeah, yeah, but now you're messing me up. It's true. But you're messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ambassador Robert B. Holman Jr. and, and Sean Appleton. And this and is Hebrews in, in Exile. <laughs> But you're still messing me up. I'm still messing you up. How am I messing you up? Because if I'm going to be an ambassador and you're going to see me on on the screen, (laughs) then I got got to come suited up. I got to come looking like an ambassador. (sighs) I can't come in my sweatsuit. They, don't they say come as you are? N- no, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say across the street. <laughs> see now, see now, now you, now you, now you put me in a position where I'm gonna have to come suited and booted, suited and booted, gated and tailored. But all right, but you know, it's interesting that we're starting out this way because I was watching, um, um, I was watching a show last night um, uh, with. Um, Louis Gates. Louis Gates. Okay. And uh, what's the name of the show? Um, it comes on Channel Six. And it's called. Uh, it's an ancestry show where he goes back and digs into people's ancestry all the way back to blah blah blah. And oh, okay. Things like that. Very good. So I was looking at that. I look. I said, "Dang, brother's clean." Yeah. He's suited and booted, but he's clean. He's, and he's having the states, but he's clean. I'm going, I used to look like that. <laughs> and I started thinking about my closet, and I said, you know what? I, I need I need to get into my wardrobe and get my wardrobe straight, straightened out, because if I'm going to be an ambassador, then I got to come looking like one. But see, that, that's, that's the other part. But see, Because the other part, see, you got licked. You got both of the parts licked. But the other part is that, the 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 words that come out of your mouth are the words that come from right out of the book. We we quote it, and we 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 talk about what the Most High wants us to talk about. Yeah. So we 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 step into that office of yeah. ambassadorship and statesmanship for yeah. for our people and our, yeah. and that nation, and and rightly so, and duly placed accolade and title. See, <laughs> now 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 I'm gonna have to come suited and booted. <laughs> Very good. We we got to do like Zoom. I'm going to put on my shirt, my tie, and my coat. <laughs> Don't shoot me below my waist. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, man, 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 what's going yeah, on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yes, sir. There's a couple of things. Yeah. Before I get into my subject that I, because this was not going to take that long, but in this climate that we are currently 
living in, there's a lot of people who are trying to exude their Hebraicness. Okay. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. And it's, had, it's hit mainstream too. Yeah. And I'm, what I'm, where I'm coming from, and I want my listeners to understand, I am not anti-Semitic. Right. Correct. As a matter of fact, I'm very much Semitic. Semitic, yeah. Much supporters. But in order for me to claim that, I have to, I have to look at the historical narrative. And, and, and I'm at a point now, I'm at a point now, I don't want to talk about things that are quote, quote, biblical. Hmm. Okay. You know why? Why is that? Because just because our history has been put in, put in a book that's called a Bible, okay? Yes. That doesn't necessarily make it biblical because it's there. Our history was written in a scroll. That's right. That's correct. It was written in a scroll. Mm-hmm. Our history, our history is not written in a biblica that's the origin of the Greeks. Right. Our right. history is written in a scroll. Right. Right. And and here's the here's the 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 authenticity of it, which gives me reason for pause when you when you bring it out in that type of a vein is that to say that our history was not only written in a scroll but it was written by uh our master teacher Moshe who was given to him by whom by the most high by the most high this is not something where we're saying okay well this is you know this person and this is they're 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 writing this particular piece this is something that the most high said write this down write this down right right about my people yeah he chronicled he chronicled the hebrew people of israel that's right now with that being the case if i'm going into a court of law to argue the point of semitism Mm -hmm. I'm going to first start in the book of Bereshit, which is Genesis. Uh-huh. And I'm going to ask the opposing Jewish council if he would please turn in his scroll to that portion of text that's written in the Hebrew scroll, which is chapter 10. Right. And begin to read the genealogy of the sons of Noah. Right. And follow it down and read who the progenitors of the sons are. Yeah. And if I do that, if I do that, I knock the anti-Semitic idea right off the map because the... Oxenazis uh-huh. are the progenitor of Japhat. Yes. They're not the progenitor of Shem. Uh-huh. Their grandfather is not Avraham. No. Avraham 
is uh, Shemite connected with Shem from his son Ivri, from which we get the Hebrew word Hebrew, uh-huh. for which in text, when Lot was in trouble, they sent word to Avraham the Hebrew. They didn't say Avraham the Jew. They said Avraham the Hebrew. the Hebrew. That's right. Avraham has always been a Hebrew. He has never been a quote, quote, Jew. That's there. Read it. It's so right now, there in the text. So now we got to argue this point from a point of, his, of history. Yeah. Not from a point of hatred, but from a point of history. Then we have to go over into the prophetic book of Yeshayahu, Isaiah, and we have to hear the Most High say there are a, there is a people, yes, who will be called by the surname Israel. Now, who are those people that are called by the surname Israel? Yeah, well, they are the Oxenazi Jews. But why? See, now we have to ask the question, why? Right. And there are numerous examples as to why that is. Exactly. So I'm not a hater that you people have been used by the Most High to be a preserver of our language and our culture because the Most High exiled us out of the land. Very true. But let's come back again. I'm still not a hater. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the history book say? Oh, the history book says that in 1490, there was a nation of people who were called Jews, Oxenazi Jews, who went to Portugal because Port- the Portuguese were the progenitors of the ships that sailed and they got the Portuguese ships that sailed and they went and they began to bring our (coughs) melanated Hebrew people out of the continent of Africa and they are the orchestrators of the transatlantic slave trade. Absolutely. And if you don't believe that, then you got to go and you got to ask the Spaniards because they were doing a whole lot of business out of Spain with the, uh, with the, with, with the transatlantic uh, slave trade business. Yeah. So, and, and now, 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 now see, so, your honor, your honor, I submit to you, here, here's the documentation of the facts. I'm not a hater. I'm providing you facts of truth. Now, if these people don't know their history, that's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. But then let's raise another question. How did you adopt the name Jew? And what's your origin, Oxenazis? Um, have you heard of the Karites? Have you heard of those people? Because those people have a lot to do with who you are and how you got to be with who you are. And by what legislative action did you adopt the name? You weren't born this. This is not what you were born. Right. Come on. And your honor, Judah, Judah 
happens to be Hebrew from the loins of Father Abraham, who comes from Noah's son, Shem, who comes from Ebri. So he is Semitic, and all of the melanated people, yes, that text is written about is about the Hebrew nation of Israel. Yeah. Not the Jewish nation of Israel, the Hebrew nation of Israel. That's correct. Now, if we're going to take this thing further to court, your honor, I have to ask a question. Is Jew ethnic? Is Jew an ethnic group of people or is Hebrew an ethnic group of people? Because it seems to me that Historically, the language goes with the people. Uh-huh. And it does. If 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 I'm Hebrew, then I speak Hebrew. Correct. That's my language. Correct. Now, these people have taken our language and our culture. But mm-hmm. now with Yana, we have to go to scripture to understand why. And that is because our people, I'm sad to say, they disobeyed the mitzvot of the Most High. They went after and they started serving other Elohims. And the Most High said, the day that you do that, I will disperse you out of the land and exile to the four corners of the world. I will do that to you. And so we don't have a we don't. We have land, but we're not in it. Uh, we have don't have a temple. We don't have a kohanim. Nope. And we don't have our language because he gave our language to these people that are called the Oxenazis, right? To be the caretakers of our language until that's right. Until well, until has arrived. That's correct. And that- we and and guess what? We won't. We want everything the Most High gave us back to us. That's right. You know, it, it, as you're explaining it, I'm going to ask you a question as I'm, as I'm coming out of this as well. But as you're explaining this so eloquently, you know, I have this scene in my head. It's like you've got this rich billionaire tycoon that has left his whole entire fortune, his yeah. inheritance yeah. to his children yeah. and all the children are around the lawyer and they're sitting in the room and they've all are got their black on and, and they're waiting for the lawyer to open up, open up the scroll, if you will, and, yeah, and yeah, read yeah. the will of what daddy left us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as they're reading this particular, as he's reading this document and he's, he's putting on his glasses and he's looking and he's looking down at it and he begins to, as he begins to read, he reads the blessings and all of the things that that is that that the inheritance goes to and it's not talking about anybody that's in the room exactly and it's talking about somebody the least likely of of people yeah 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 it, yeah I'm leaving my entire fortune to X, X, and X, this this person over here. And everybody's looking around the room like, right, right. I didn't even know daddy actually had a son <laughs> over, over, over here. Over here, yeah, right, right. And how in the world is that? that? That can't be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know something is wrong. Or as soon as we come in the room, what are you re- greeted with? Vitriol? Hate? Yes. You're dealing with all the things to try to disqualify. Right. 
who you are. Who you you are. can't be. Can't be, yeah. Ain't, ain't no way in the world. So I'm going to ask you a question. Come on on the heels of that. Because I haven't heard this before. Meaning, the counter argument to say, have you heard anything from uh, an Ashkenazi or any the Jewish community at large that would debunk what you just got done saying? They say, nope. If you look in text here in the manuscript, it can't be you. No, no, as a matter of fact. Because I've never heard it. No, as a matter of fact, the, the scholars of the Ashkenazi Jewish community, mm -hmm. many of them have come out and acknowledged the fact. Just validated, straight out validated. They, they validated the fact that uh, the... African-American and the melanated man mm -hmm. out of the land of, 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 of the continent of Africa are really the true uh, Hebrew Israelites. Wow. They've made that statement. That statement has been made. And if you, if we search and we dig far enough into research, you'll, you'll be able to find that particular statement having been made. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's one of these things where I see um, a lot of uh, in social media nowadays, um, this, I don't want to even call it a movement, but a turn for the most high for his people to return. And that's one of the things that I was expecting to see was a lot of, uh, 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 backlash, backlash. No. from that community. No, and I haven't they're, heard they're, they're not, they're anything. Not, they're not backlashing on it. Here's the issue for them. The problem that they are having is the same problem that we have had for generations. Mm. And that's the fact that there is this hate mongering that's going on uh, about them. Mm. And I'm, I'm listening to the, I'm listening to the argument and I'm listening to the council of the Jewish community <coughs> the other day, uh, as I'm listening to the news and I'm going, I'm listening to her. I'm going, Hmm. Um, it seems to me that you're experiencing the same kind of experience that we have been experiencing ever since y'all brought us out, to, out, out, out of our country <laughs> into this nation. Yeah. Isn't that odd that the chickens have come home to roost? To come home to roost. Now, if you don't know your history, that's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's not my fault. You don't know your history. Uh, you, you, be, be, before you get upset, you, you need to go look at your history and see why. I'm going to tell you, the most high, I, I hate going across the street. <laughs> it's like it's cold outside. I got to put on some shoes. I got to go across the street to this mess. No, it's, it's, it's worse than that. When I was, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. The first time I was in Africa, okay, we stayed in a in a nice, um, as well as a nice as could be on the compound, uh, a house that we could live in. But the house didn't have no inside. Didn't have any inside amenities. Ah. So you had to go outside oh, to, to the outhouse, okay? <laughs> right. At night. Yeah. But, but but you may have because they had cows, <laughs> they had cows on the on the property, and as you come out the door, the cow they hold the cow. You might 
If you didn't have a flashlight, you might be just stepping in some stuff trying to get to the outhouse. To the outhouse, no. That's how I feel about going across the street. Oh, no, I, I can sympathize with you and <laughs> empathize with you because when 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 uh, you went back the second time with yes. myself, uh-huh. I had the same experience, but it was, uh, I think it was at dusk, and I'm going to tell you no, what. No, it wasn't at dusk. It was dark, and I, <laughs> and I told you what to expect. <laughs> you open that door, and all you see is a hole, and you're just like, kind of like, man. You better have a flashlight so you don't put your foot in the hole. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's 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 tantamount. It's 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 like so like that. Going across the street is like that. Yeah. But I gotta go across the street. Okay. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he reap also yep. reap. If you sow evil evil's going to come back to you. Mm. If you do people wrong, it's going to come back to you. And it may come back to you, your generations of your generations of your generations of your generations of your generations. Yeah. I mean, the opulent spirit is not going to allow humankind to treat humankind bad and not, yeah. and, and not reciprocate in some way that they have acted. So this whole issue is one that if you're going to discuss it, you have to discuss it with the history that's behind it and you have to present it like a, like an attorney in court. You you gotta, you gotta have your ducks lined up. You have to have your facts lined up and you have to present it in a way that I'm not a hater. Yeah. I'm I, I'm not bashing. I'm only giving you I'm giving you historical fact. Right. And I think that's very astute of what you're saying is because it establishes the acumen and the scholastic abilities for a person to exude their ability to understand foundational truths yeah. of the origin of, yeah. of, of where they come yeah. from to establish yourself as somebody credible when yeah. you're talking. Yeah. And I think that was, as we were talking off, off, off camera and, and off the recording is that, um, uh, when you have individuals that are making statements that are out the blue yeah, and they don't have that acumen behind them again, it just makes the, it just makes them not I mean, credible. Yeah. I mean, to I mean, everybody, yeah, I mean, do you know how the Rothschilds and the Bilderbergs got their money? Mm. On the backs of who? On oh, the backs yeah. of what? See, absolutely. And and it was it was the the transatlantic slave trade that caused a lot of the Oxenazis to gain their wealth from from that from that medium. Sure. And that source. I mean, so you got to know you got to know your history. You got to know who people are. Right. Before you open your mouth and start saying nasty stuff. And it's not it's not that you should be saying nasty stuff. It should be it should be, hey, as as a melanated man in dispersed into the four corners of the world, as the most high has said, the question is, is how did I get here? Yeah. Well, I got here and I got to all these places by the transatlantic slave trade. Who were the perpetrators of the transatlantic slave trade? Well, it was the Oxenazis and the Portuguese. Yeah. They were the ones that were responsible for it. Yeah. And there's there's a price to pay in life 
for the atrocities that happened to the Most High's people. So now I'm looking back and I'm going, I'm going, so now y'all, y'all getting your synagogues bombed. I'm, I'm not saying that's right. And you're getting, being hate mongered. And I'm not saying that's right. But excuse my French, but damn it. That's what's been happening to us ever since we've been, ever since you exported us out of the land. Yeah. And as of, as of this very day, the day that you're listening to this podcast, which will be after the elections, you will probably witness or have already witnessed civil unrest over the issues of the black vote and uh, whatever vote that's out there, the intimidation to keep people of color from even voting for their rights. But I'm going to tell you something, okay? Okay, all right. I'm going to tell you something. All right. I don't have to cast a vote for something that the Most High already gave me. You don't. Yep, needs no validation. Truth truth stands on its own. I don't have to cast a vote for for something that the Most High already gave me. However, Mm -hmm. because I am in this mixed up, messed up nation and I am a product of it I'm going to go across the street again I got to go across the street again okay. I got to walk through the got to walk, walk through, through the, the minutiae through the minutia again and go across the street okay I'm going to render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar what that, yeah give him what's his I'm going to give him what's his no and doggone it I'm going to cast my vote exactly because <laughs> if I don't cast my vote living in this nation then we Hebrew people, we melanated people, gonna have a gonna have a hard row to hoe. And, and you know what? Just listen. I'm not trying to be political. We just yeah. it's just just it's just the nature of what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that that level of 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 what you've just explained, um, every Hebrew should have that basic foundation yeah. of what, what you're talking about. Because yeah. again, when you're dealing with something that has been established for a um, thousands of years yeah. going back but if and, you come for me yeah i'm going i'm going to lay be able to defend it. i'm going to lay i'm going to lay the historical facts on you right right it shouldn't just be just because I'm there's not too gonna, many of us yeah, that I'm do not that be, i'm not going to be just spewing out my mouth some stuff i'm going to lay the historical facts on you right right you know, then you're going to need to go back and yeah we do your study yeah we're going to do this like court <laughs> exactly and not enough of that is actually happening. And, that's, no. and that seems to be a, the trouble with a lot of yeah, us, even, a, even across the street. If you ask them, why do you believe what you believe about this character called JC, the half of them can tell you they why. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Which brings us, which is a good segue, to bring us into our real topic for tonight. Topic at hand. Okay. Oh, boy. And, and that is, <laughs> have you ever heard of the word Mithraism or Mithra. Mm. Have you ever heard of that word? Mm. You asking me or asking them? Yeah. Asking me. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that word? I I I was introduced to it when uh a little bit before um uh we decided to we're gonna do this podcast mm-hmm. in relation to another individual called Addis. And um I think it's A-T-T-I-S. Yeah. And um, it comes in along the line. I'm not trying to steal thunder. No, no. But to answer the question, yeah. just like if we are in a courtroom, yeah, don't yeah. give them more than what they ask for. Right, right. Yes, I have. 
<laughs> yes, I have. And now, what are you doing? You'd be in the prosecution or you're no, the no, defense no, no, today? No, 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 no. no. You're, you're you're part of the defense's counsel. Okay. You know, you know when when the attorney goes to go, he has he's counsel, then he has side counsel. Yes, he has this, these are your opening arguments for we're this. Getting, we're getting ready. We get ready to lay out the opening arguments. That's right. This sounds like the prosecution. I'm with the prosecution today. Now, we have a problem across the street. Okay. We have an elephant in the room whose name is JC. Should we spell it out? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, if we go to the book of 1 John, okay, chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3 lays out for us and defines for us, I think in about the third verse, It lays out for us what sin is. And it tells us that sin is a, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if you get, Jerry, you have it there? I have 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Well, we'll look at verse 3. Verse 3. Yeah, verse 3 should it. tell you what sin is. It says, and everyone, and I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible. Okay. So it says, and everyone who has this hope in him continues purifying himself since God, I'm reading verbatim, is pure. Everyone who keeps sinning is violating Torah. Okay. Now stop. Okay. So now if I go to the Greek text, it says everyone who is sinning is violating the law. Okay. Go ahead, read on. Okay, I, I was going to jump over and get it out of that out of the no, Greek no, text. No, no, but okay, no, but I'll no, 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 no. I know what going. it says. I know what it says. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I'm going to go back to four. Top of four it says, "Everyone who keeps sinning is violating Torah. Indeed, sin is violation of Torah." So now he's saying, "Sin is the violation of the law." Yes. Now, so the law of the Most High is the compilation of his rules and his instructions. That's what the law is. The law, or Torah, is what in Davarim chapter 4, that Mashe told Hebrew Israel, this was my assignment to you. The Most High told me to teach you rules and instructions. Now, if that statement in that we just read in 1 John is a true statement that they have written in there. Watch this now. Okay. Watch this now. And if Jesus Christ came and nailed the law to the cross. Oh boy, <laughs> it's it's hard to even, <laughs> even go through with this. Do you see where I'm going? Do you see where I'm going? If the Christians oh, are going boy. to continue to pontificate, well, Jesus Christ came and he fulfilled the law and nailed it to the cross, then what he did, he didn't save you, he made you sinners. Uh-huh. That's right right because your own text says it's correct that's a good way to look at it yeah 
that sin is a violation of the law. Of the Torah, yes. And everyone who sin transgresses the law. Yes. There's only one law. That's correct. There's only one law that's ever been discussed in any seminary, in any place, in any, in any realm of any place. And that law has been the law of Mashe. Okay. That is written in our history book that's germane to Hebrew Israel. Okay. So now, now talk about this because I've across the street, since we're across the street, we're going to stay across the street for a little bit. I have heard it said amongst many Christians that they adhere to the Ten Commandments and the rest of it is the part that you're talking about that has been pent and done away with. No, they don't even adhere to the Ten Commandments. What do they think of the Ten Commandments? What do they adhere to? Nine and, and leave and leave and leave the fourth one out, which is you shall you shall not worship you shall not worship anything in the in the heavens and anything in the earth below, and you shall keep my Shabbat. So they honor all of them, but those, but those, yeah. So they so they're not they're not honoring the Ten Commandments for which. From which, from a Hebraic perspective, we know that's not the Ten Commandments. Those are the Ten Utterances, utterances that are germane to the marriage, the marriage uh, 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 vows that the Most High made to the nation of His of Hebrew Israel. And how do we know that it's a marriage vow? Because He opens it up by saying, "Hear, O Israel, I am your husband. I am El." who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. And to let you know, I am your husband. You shall not have any other L beside me for I am a jealous L. That's a husband. That's right. That's right. Now, I, don't, I, I find it very hard to believe how they can interject JC into that, that particular statement, even if you analyze who, who's talking. Who's talking? There isn't three people talking. The no, Holy Spirit and no. JC ain't talking at the same time. No, no. The Most High is. The Most High is talking, and he's talking to his wife. That's correct. That's correct. See, I just I wanted to make sure we brought that, make that distinction, because you'll have some people that are listening to this and say, oh, okay, well, that's the, that's the rest of it. But we do the Ten Commandments. Okay, well, well, the Ten Commandments, <laughs> those are not the commandments of the Most High. The Most High's commandments are written, I think, in the 34th chapter of Shemot. Of, of Shemot. Yeah. And not only that, Exodus. But, yeah. Of Exodus, I mean. And, uh, well, Shemot is Exodus. Exodus, yeah. And that there are, there are a multiplicity of instructions that the Most High has given to the Hebrew nation of Israel and his wife. Mm -hmm. And let's come back and let's make this clear again, because we've talked about this in a podcast before. Okay. The Oxenazis have you all convinced that there's 613 of them. Yeah. But you can't, -uh -uh. you can't find a text in our history book, which we call the covenant or the brit that the Most High has given me, you can't find the Most High said, well, I want you to follow these 613. That's not what he said. He said, I want you to obey right. these rules and these instructions that I've given to you. Now, the Oxenazis who purport that there's 613, if you set 
10 rabbis in the room and asked them to enumerate the 613, none of their lists would be the same. Well, here's the other aspect, too, which I think you brought out, which was very, again, a very astute comment, is that when you actually quantify and put a number on things, you're defining that these are the ones that we're going to do. Now, I think you've done uh, the study that that shows that there are mitzvot that are outside of the 613 that you're saying, okay, well, if they're not a part of this list, then you don't have to do them. Yes. That's why I think it's very global. I think it's it's very... um, uh, 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 safe, for lack of eloquence, um, yeah. to say, do the mitzvot. folks. They don't agree, but now you have to ask right. yourself a question. What are they? What are they? And yeah. the only way that you can know what they are is you have to do due diligence, read, start reading from Bereshit to Devarim, and everywhere you hear the Most High say, I do this, do this, do this, and do this, and do this, and obey, then you need to write it down because that's an instruction for you to know. Right. That's how, and that's how you can come up with a number, understanding that the mitzvot repeat themselves. Right, right. Now, I'm going to uh, put you up on some game real quick because I, I know you don't know anything about this, so um, I'm just going to make sure you un- understand. I'm going to put you up on some game. There is a... Um, a very astute scholar um, by the name of Robert B. Holman Jr. He actually has a book that is being written that actually outlines and helps us out to understand. I'm doing a jealous plug. Uh, this is lividity. Just <laughs> for those of you that are listening, he's over there smiling. <laughs> but you're actually writing a book yes. that helps us yes. understand yes. for those of us that are in exile, yes. applicable mitzvot yes. that we can yes. we, we can adhere to. Yes, it's not going to have it's not going to have anything in it that's germane to animal sacrificing. It's not going to have anything in it that's germane to the kohanim and the actions of the kohanim if we were in the land, it's going to have the mitzvot that are, that are germane that you and I can function and, and, and act upon in this exile. Yeah. What is this called? It's called practice. <laughs> That's exactly it's called practice. what it is. But not only is it called practice, it is called, it is called, it is called placing ourselves back in favor of, with the most high yeah so that we are under his so that he we we once again become his wife and being his wife he becomes our covering and our protector now where do i get that from oh uh is that in joel I think it's in Joel, because in Joel, is Joel or Hosea, one of the two, where he says, even in this exile, you will search for me for find me, and you will be my people, and I will be your husband to you. Yeah, so which is a there, beautiful there, thing. There, there you have it. Now, okay. So, Mithra, with all that being said, we get back to this thing that's called Mithraism. Okay. The question becomes one, what is it? And yeah, great how does it affect how does it affect what we're talking about tonight? Because the issue is if 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 violation of the law is sin, and if the most high said that you and I are not supposed to worship anything in the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars, or anything in the earth or there and beneath. 
Now we have to come to this thing and this word that's called Mithra. Right. Mithra was the sun god of the Persians and the subsequent empires, including the Roman Empire through the fourth century. It is an act of sun worship. Mithra is an act of sun worship. Okay? But what is sun worship? Sun worship is comes from this whole idea that is germane to the venerable day of the sun, which was legalized by the Greeks and by the Romans to be the day of rest and by the Persians to be the day of rest. Now, it now only remained, when, when this was happened, it remained for the church to fall in line with the civil law of Constantine, who, uh, although being a sun worshiper, had already shown his affinity to the Christians. So now we have to ask, who is the who is the greatest? It starts with the Persians, but who is the greatest perpetrator of forcing this whole idea of of the venerable worship of the sun upon? Humanity. Hmm. Well, it's Constantine and his snod of, I got to call him. Come ignorant, on, call him out. Ignorant bishops. There was not a, there was not one Hebrew bishop at the council of Nicaea in 325. Not one. Mm. Not one. Not one. Not one. Huh. Not one. Wow. There was no, there was no Hebrew representation at that council in Nisa. Now, I had one of my dear friends tell me, well, he told me, <laughs> well, well, well I, I have acumen, ah. you know, we're going to create a snod like Constantine did. I says, Father Constantine, <laughs> do, do you know, do you, do you, are you, you're following the, 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 the platform of Constantine? Constant, well, okay. All right. right. You're Christian. Constantine is your daddy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for right. But. Do you not realize that this man was a sun worshiper? Mm. Did you not realize that? Mm. Did you not realize that you're breaking the law? Law, yeah. Therefore, if you're breaking the law that the Most High said not to do, you, by your own text, are sinners. Yeah, very much so. So I don't Very know by so. whose grace you're being saved. <laughs> <laughs> but JC certainly didn't correct that one. No, he did not. So now, it happened that there was the changeover to Sunday by the church that took place in the year of 336. 36, yes. Stating that the Hebrew people should stop resting on the Shabbat. And this was this was orchestrated by one of Constantine's bishops, Bishop uh, Eusebius. Eusebius, now, yes. You, you, you got to know something about you. You got to know something about yes. this guy, <laughs> right? Okay. Well, let me finish this. Eusebius in in in, in uh, uh, two two hundred and seventy to three hundred and thirty eight, who worked with Constantine, admits that. The church's decision to change Sabbath. from Sabbath to Sunday was orchestrated 
by the Greeks. Yes. Now, now, let me stop you for a minute. You know, you know that I have been in defense of Shaul. You have. Yeah, you've 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 taken I, his. I, I defend, and, and I've defended him in open court. Yes, in open court. <laughs> I defended him on the basis of his comment in Acts chapter twenty-four, verse fifteen. Okay, let me get let me get it. Can we go there? Yeah, we can okay, go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. I've defended Acts. him on the basis of that. Okay, because I, I gotta I gotta I gotta bring that up to talk about Ucbius. Okay, so you said Acts. 24, 24, 14, I think it is. 24 and 14 reads as thus. It says, but this, I do admit to you. I do admit to you. And again, I'm reading from the yeah. uh, complete uh-huh. Jewish. That's okay. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the Greek text too. <laughs> I worship the God of our fathers in accordance with the way. Whoa, 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 now the whoa, way whoa, is whoa, capitalized. Whoa, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Stop. Now, now I worship what? It says, it's, it's, for us, it says the El of our fathers, but here it says the God of okay, our fathers. Okay, that's okay. In what? Read on. In accordance, In accordance with the, the way. With the way. Now, the way, the <laughs> way, the word the way for you all means Torah. Torah is the way. So when he's saying that, he's saying, I worship the Elohim of our fathers according to Torah. And then he validates that. Read on. He says, I continue to believe Believe everything everything that accords with with the Torah. The Torah, which is the law. Yep. And everything written in in the the, prophets. The prophets. Okay, come on. That that he's staying in scripture. Yeah, he's saying nothing wrong here. Nothing I'm wrong. Go ahead. All on board with him. It says, and, and I continue to have a hope in God. I have a problem with that word hope. Yeah. But which they to accept that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the unrighteous. Stop. Okay. Don't read no more. All right. So now you hear what Shaul was saying. Okay. But now... When we go and read Shaul's text that they have put in their document, what he says does not resonate with what he's saying here. Mm. We have found we have found in many of our teachings of making the parallel that Shaul steps outside the boundaries of what he's singing here in 2414. Absolutely. But there is a reason for it, and this is the reason why I defend him. Mm. The history tells me that this bishop, Usibius, did not like Torah. Mm. So every chance that he had, and everywhere that he had an opportunity to... to, to to take Shaul's words out of context and insert their Greek narrative, he did that. Yeah. So, because when we, when we, when we, when we study Paul, read Paul, there are many things that Shaul says that resonates with Torah. As a matter of fact, when we open the book and we read, start reading Romans chapter one and two, all of he, everything he's saying in there resonates back to Torah. Right. And connects with it. So my point being is that Constantine and his son and his bishops have, and they're telling you here, they're telling you here 
that this idea of sun worship, that it was their decision to change it from the Sabbath to the venerable day of the sun. Now, which is key. We got to rest there for a second because for no other reason than whatever political stance, whatever they decided to do, I'm pretty sure it's well-documented. Oh, yes, you, it is. Which, which you have history about. Oh, yeah. That was not orchestrated by the Most High. No. And whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your point right there. <laughs> I mean, hold your point. Okay. The Catholic Church... If you go in and you start looking up the candles and the logs and the writings and the and the the um, the papers of the Catholic Church, which I did, you will find that there is an article that has been written by the Catholic Church that says we change the Sabbath to Sunday not by any reason of an excerpt from God. We did it because we could. That's right. And there has been a bishop that has, I had the video, it was on our faith, on our on our uh, congregational face, uh, Facebook page, I don't know whatever happened to it, but there was a video where this bishop stood up and made that acclaim. He said the same thing that I'm saying. We changed the Sabbath to Sunday because we could. <laughs> because we could. Now, let's 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 let me let me just go somewhere else. All right. Because you you've heard this statement. Yep. And the whole world wandered after, after the beast. beast. Yeah. But now that we don't know who the beast is, because now we got to go back to Daniel and we got to look at, we got to look at Daniel's assertion of, of, of understanding who the lion is, who the bear is, and who all these animals are, because they're nations that are defined as anti-Elohim nations that are beast nations. Yeah. And Greece and Rome happened to be what? Yeah. the two main culprits. Yeah. Yeah. The image that's made of clay and iron. That's right. Greece and that's Rome. Oh, yeah. So, now, let's get back to this issue. Okay. Mithraism. Historical writings in the Catholic Church support this act by them. The great scholarly Roman Catholic theologian, Dr. F.J. Dolger, instituted the meaning of the, of the familiar usage Sunday. Since the days of the Emperor Aurelia, Aurelian in the second half of the third century, the, the sun god cult under the title of Sol Invictus and the unconquered sun, sun grew. The unconquered sun conquered all religions, including Christianity. Mm. Conquered all religions, including Christianity. The truth of the matter is that the common claim that the Sabbath keeping has been annulled in the New Testament is, is untrue. It's not true. And is refuted by Scripture. Further, it is also refuted by Scripture that the laws and instructions of the Most High as taught by many have been nailed to the cross. Those two statements are untrue. Oh my gosh, are they Untrue. Woo! Now, now, 
<laughs> this, this boy, boy. I, I, I want, I want you all to understand. I want you to understand that I'm giving you a terminology that you can research. It's called Mithra. M I T H R A Mithra. You can research that. You can find, you can look at that. You can look that up and you will find all of the stuff that's related to Mithra and the issue of this whole idea of the Solus Invictus because the Solus Invictus, uh, I think I'm pronouncing the venerable, the venerable son uh -huh. uh, is all associated with things that are idolatrous, uh, such as, uh, which is coming up real soon, uh, Christ uh -oh. Christmas. Oh, Christmas, yeah. With that whole December 25th thing? Yeah, that's all that. And 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 Easter, that's, that's all part of this sun god worship Mithraistic Mithraism yeah. issue. Yeah. And all of it, my sisters and brothers, is idolatry. And um, it breaks the law. And your text says that sin is a violation of the law and anyone who sins has broke the law. So your Jesus puts you all in a very precarious situation if you're going on the nature of the con of the idea that he abolished the law, he fulfilled it and abolished it so you don't have to do it. What he did then is he made you sinners. By your own document you know the level of depth that you're operating at at this particular moment i know we like to give each other accolades but it's up here I want to play the devil's advocate so bad, <laughs> but it's playing the devil's advocate right now would diminish the gravitas. Again, I like using that word because it, it really, it really is befitting of the information that you've just provided because the average, this is, stu this study is for somebody who's really seeking some information on where they are. And we want to give you as much information as we can so you can come from among them and be set apart. But I'm, again, this is the way that you're putting this together is, is awesome. Because I actually did a little bit of study on this Mithra character. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to steal my own thunder and just bring this out just, well, just now. On, we're talking. All right. We're talking. Because there's been a lot of, um, for at least from the study that I've done, there's a lot of relationship that happens between Mithra, Addis, Jesus Christ, and a lot of the scholars are debating the validity of, how do I best put this? Um, let me go about it a different way. Most of the scholars, when they talk about Mithraism, definitely can agree that it was a pagan religion. Yeah. And they actually met in small little areas where they actually um, would have uh, meals together and yeah. yeah. in, in, in kind of the worship of this particular deity. Yes. Um, as a part of that, 
Um, there's a lot of things that were a couple of scholars that have written that give you some uh, reason to pause or reason to believe that, you know, the December 25th, virgin birth, all the things that come out of Mithraism um, matriculate right into the ideas that have been written about Jesus Christ. Yes. As if to say that, um, and this is the revelation that I have, no matter where you fall in line with the issues of Mithraism, because really um, there is no text that talks about Mithraism no. in their own, even in the tomes of trying to figure out what Mithraism is and understanding all the, the customs and, and ceremonies and ideologies that, that, that it's in the religion, or at least the pagan religion itself, um, there's not a lot written about it. No. It's, it comes along, and this is the revelation that I had as, as I was doing this. And that's why I put JC and Mithra and Addis all in the same kind of category. Absolutely. It's because of the fact that JC comes in this line of, of demigod style type Greek mythology characters that show up. Yes. And my thing is, is that, again, no matter where you fall in line in trying to understand this, why would you want to give any space or any type of reasonable doubt to put your... I don't even want to call it faith because I was pontificating no, no, about faith let, earlier today. Let's put it this way. Why would you want to put your eternal soul? Soul. Thank you. In, in jeopardy. Right. Over something that, that really is ubiquitous. That's yes. very common. Yes. It's not as if, okay, JC shows up on the scene and there's this whole new revelation of different things that happen. No, this is along the lines of, of things that have already been established within Greek and within, uh, 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 uh Indonesian uh what is the one it's it's um I want to call it Phrygian because I'm a I'm a music guy <laughs> and Phrygian is a mode in music um I want to uh, anyway to not to get to my point why would you want to put your internal soul into something like that because I when I look at the most high who is like the most high I can say that, okay, Addis is like Christ. I can say Mithra is like Christ. I can't come up with any other power the that's most, like the most high. The most high has asked you in text. He's asked that's you in point. text. <laughs> He's asked you through his, his ultimate prophet, Yeshayahu, which is Isaiah. Who is like me? None. You can't come up with one Deity. Who is like me? Like the most high. There's no one like me. And again, I use this, I use this before in the past. I said, if you're gonna I, I use the, the deal with LeBron James and uh and Michael Jordan. When you put the stats up against each other, you know, you want to kind of weigh and say, who's the greatest, who's the goat of all time? You don't even have somebody that can even come into the same room with the same stats that has delivered a people, that has established a land, has given them an that's given them an inheritance that is a power. He cannot manifest himself in this realm because he's not bound by the physical laws of physics and biology and all these other types of things that that bind us here. That he holds, operates outside of that. That holds everything that he created in its exact place. Exactly. And the only the only thing that he's created <laughs> that he's having a problem with is humanity because he gave humanity a choice. Yeah, free will. Now, and that's what I kind of got out of, like I said, doing that study out of this. mithraism. Yeah, it's, it's finding that out. Let's it's, look at this. Yeah. Whenever you see 
somebody wearing a cross. Oh boy. The sign of the cross formed by the elliptic and the celestial equator was one of Mithras' signs. Mm. The, the cross is a sign of Mithraism. Uh, Sunday, Dias Solus. Sunday, Dias Solus. The day of the sun was considered by Mithraistic a sacred day of rest. Sunday observance is of pagan origin and has absolutely no biblical authority. None. Zero. <clears throat> December 25th. Right. Was celebrated as the birth of the sun given by the birth, given birth by the queen of heaven. There is a queen of heaven who was called the mother of God. Yeah. Okay. The observance of December 25th is of pagan origin and has absolutely no biblical authority. Yeah. Mm. These are, uh, oh, providing and trying to establish for everybody the reasons why this is this is this is paganism. But I don't understand why if, if, if we're bringing all these people out, what is what is continuing to I'm going to put the devil as an advocate right now. What is continuing to provoke hearing this, all this information, this, this all this study. What would continue to provoke a person to stay where they are? Ignorance. Just being stubborn, stubborn. ignorance, <clears throat> stubborn and ignorance. OK. Um, uh oh. The Lord's Supper. <laughs> the Lord's Supper. The Mithras celebrated a Mithric love feast to commemorate right. the ascension of Mithras yeah. with the sun. The feast consisted of loaves of bread decorated with crosses and wine over which the priest pronounced a mystic formula. This is distinctly different from the Passover meal that the Most High gave Israel to celebrate in the wilderness. That's and correct. And that we celebrate every year. Yeah, those it's are two different. two different things. Totally two different things. Mithra was considered the mediator between the celestial sun god and the created man. Huh. I mean, all of these things that I'm mentioning tonight are part of parcel of what is idolatrous to the Most High, which has been brought in. And the interesting thing about it is that Constantine has tried to meld this mithritic idea and sun worship in with, see, they want to call, they want to call what the Hebrew people were Christians. The Hebrew people were not Christians. They never adopted, oh my goodness. The Hebrew people never adopted the Greek 
Christianity. Why do you think that there is a book that's called Fox's Book of Martyrs? There's a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs because it was that Rome, quote, quote, was killing and the Christians and feeding the Christians to the Lions in their sports game. Now, I got, I got, I got to ask you a question. Why if would they Greece be, yeah. is a Christian nation and Rome is a Christian nation. Yeah. So why are they feeding? Can, yeah. can, can. Can a na- can what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word I'm looking for. I can't think it in my mind. But can I can can I can a house divided stand against itself? I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm Christian, but I'm killing Christians. That doesn't make any sense. No, because you weren't killing Christians. You were killing Hebrew Israelites who were continuing to follow the dictates of the Most High, and they refused to accept your Christian rule of sun worship. They were resting on the Sabbath, and they were keeping Torah, and y'all killed them. Fox's Book of Martyrs. Why were they they hiding in the canacombs? Because y'all were hunting them to kill them because they would not adopt to (coughs) and accept your Christianity that you wrote over there in the book of Hebrews and said that the law of the Most High was ineffective and didn't bring us to the goal. Therefore, we need to establish a whole new law. And I can't find nowhere in your Greek text where you establish any new law that measures up to what the Most High gave to Hebrew Israel. You know, another good astute point. I'm going to use that. Can I have that? Oh. Because I'm going to use that when I tack on and I go to Hebrews 7 and I talk about that. Yeah. Now that we've done away with it, it's weakened and effective and we've replaced it. What did we replace it with? What, 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 yeah. What, what, what's there? Yeah. Show me the, show me, show show me, me the evidence. Show me the list. Of what I'm supposed to be doing. The Most High got a list. And the <laughs> Most High's list. Watch this. And the Most High's list is ethical and moral. Well, it's moral. Yeah. And guess what it is? The majority of humanity lives by it that's right that's the other beauty beautiful part about it you already have it written on your hard drive already you live by it yeah that's why we say you, no one has to sit back me, and tell you about that let me ask you a question yeah the, the sexual immoral laws let, because let, they're already I, there I, I know this i know this needs to be a family conversation all right but um <laughs> you're you gonna let your son sleep with your wife no Absolutely not. You gonna let your you gonna let your son sleep with his sister? No. You gonna let your son sleep with his auntie? Nope. Um uh husband, you gonna sleep with your daughter? No. No. Well that's 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 part of that's part of the law. That's right. That's that's even if you didn't even read the law or the the commandments or the mitzvot or the uh, statutes. You don't uh, have to be told that. Uh is it moral or ethical to diddle the chickens and the, and, and the sheep? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, my gosh. That's, 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 in, that's in the law, too. I mean, it, it's, it's in the law, but I, I chuckle because, again, it's written. What does is, what is, what is our, our master teacher say? It's neither. It's in... It's written. It's in your heart. To, it's, it's in your heart. It's to in do. your mouth to do it. Yeah. It's Ivy, even in your mouth to do it. So it's 
and 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 to go take a I mean, take it a step further why why would you want to do away with something that is is set in place to protect you so let's so let's so let's go back as we close this discussion now. sure so if Jesus Christ nailed the law to the cross and he did away with it then all these things that I've just mentioned are now permissible for you to do you can diddle diddle the chicken and, and, and the sheep you incest can, you can and all have, that. You can, incest is incest is 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 out there. You, go for it, right? Go for it, right? I right. mean, hey, it's he. <laughs> I, 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 I'm listen. I'm serious. Yeah. By your own text, if you follow the narrative that he did away with it, what he did according to your own text, as I close tonight in. First John chapter three, where it defines what sin is, he made you all sinners. And if he made you all sinners, how can he make you sinners and save you from sin at the same time? Yeah, it doesn't seem something's, logical. Something's wrong. Yeah. It's good. And my children, if you love me, John says, you will keep my commandments, even as, as the text goes on to say. Right. But then the question becomes, what commandments are you talking about? Because the only commandments we have, we ain't talking about the 10. That's <laughs> not the 10. The 10, see, they told you. See, once again, <laughs> who told you those were the 10 commandments? There's, the text doesn't say these are the 10 commandments. That's right. They the sure text don't. doesn't say that. Matter of fact, you got a text that tells you what the Ten Commandments are. Yes. And if you found out what those Ten Commandments are, you'd be practicing those Moedims because they riddled through them. And even it doesn't tell you that they're ten. This, yeah. So who told you? Who, who came up with this number ten? Did the Most High come up with ten? Did the Most High say they were ten? He didn't say they were ten. No, he said. Find me the text where the Most High said they're ten. <laughs> Yeah, just do these and you'll be okay. No, That's it not, never says it that. It never says that. No. And as you read through our history book, he gives you laws and instructions and says obey. Right. Obey these. Right. Obey these. And let me add this in here too. He never goes in there and says, later on, I'm going to send somebody that's going to do this and then you will give the keys to the church to which you guys can pick which ones, which ones you, you want to do, do up out of here. Like this is the golden corral. You can put whatever you want on the plate. Oh, I want a little bit of that. Oh, no, we're going to leave that then. We're going to add this onto the plate. He doesn't give any authority to anybody to change the mitzvot that he has laid out. So here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Right. And I would invite you to listen to um, the study on our YouTube channel, FDF Sound of the Shofar. There's a study there that deals with the whole book of Judges, the book of Shaftim. And there's one portion in that particular text that says, and every man did that which was right in his own heart. And if you're going to do everything that's right in your own heart, as the Greeks have, have, have so wonderfully drug you into, when you read Shaftim or Judges, you will find every man doing that which is right in his heart, own heart does not end up in a favorable place. <laughs> no. No. 
So my Hebrew brothers and my Hebrew sisters, I applaud you for being part of our podcast family. Cohen and Appleton and I sit at this mic every week to try to bring you information that will help you to do due diligence. And the reason why we do this is because your soul, your soul is at stake. And there's only one person who can save your soul. There's only one person. Yeah. And that's you. Yeah. That's you. Right. That's you. You're the only person who can who can save your soul. Wow. Now understand something. Understand something. Your soul, which is not a tangible substantive matter that you can take a medication for. It's nothing that you can go to the doctor and get surgery on. Your soul is the real you. It's the you that you don't see. It's the part of you that is not going to die. It's going to live. And the soul of you, if your soul is in the right standing with the Most High and follow His ways and walk in His ways. Your soul, after the body has decayed in the grave, it's going to be reunited with a new body in the land. You're going to be reattached to a body that's going to look like you and your soul is going to be like the hard drive coming out of an old animated something reconnected to a whole new motherboard, which is a new body. And it's going to populate and it's going to function and it's going to live in the land with the opulent Most High and his anointed Moshiach, not Jesus Christ. He says, King David shall be my anointed Mishiach, my, my Moshiach, my anointed king forever. King David will be the king in the land. And we will live in the land for a thousand years under the direction of the Most High and his opulent King David. And we will have an opportunity to know the language which you won't have to study to learn. And you will get an opportunity to fulfill and understand the rules and instructions of the Most High. And everybody who doesn't will just simply cease to exist. No hell, no brimfire, just <coughs> cease to exist. And those that follow the instructions of the Most High and live their life according to what he says will enter out of the seventh day of the redemptive period is the seventh day, but there is an eighth day, which is the day of eternal life, which he says in Zechariah, only one third of you are going to make it. So uh, <laughs> you, you, need to, you need to read your scripture, but you need to read it with a Hebraic mind 
and not with a Greek mind, because if you read it with a Greek mind, you're going to be all messed up. Confused. And confused. And the Most High is not the author, author of confusion. Of confusion. No, no. I say to you, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.